Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Our weekly money roundup with Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent. I remember been told that, you know, we have to um, increase our home insurance cover because of rising costs of replacement and things. But you actually have a different angle. We may be overpaying still for home cover in some circumstances. Yeah, Matt, no, both, you were correct here you know, on both sides there. You're correct. Yes, the, the cost of insuring your house if there's damage to it has gone up because of the... To cover potential re- rebuilding yeah, costs and rebuilding damage. Costs, materials are all gone up. So it's gone up about 12% in the last year. That's probably about 35,000 euros. So just the amount of insurance you're covered for needs to go up. But we are really helping the insurance companies all the time to make profits. It must be the easiest gig in, in, in around to make money to run an insurance company because only half of people, only half, are prepared to shop around when they get a renewal notice. The renewal notice... Some people think this is, oh, I have to pay that. That's what they're saying. You don't. You won't get it cheaper anywhere else. You will get it cheaper. And if only 50% of people are prepared to shop around, we really are doing ourselves a disservice and making it very easy for insurance companies to make money. So if you want insurance companies to make money, don't shop around. Don't bother. Just leave, just pay whatever they ask you. Uh, also, if you don't want uh, to get better value, well, then go and claim for minor damage and... Don't bother upgrading the locks if you want the insurance company to make money. I'm being sarcastic here now, but, you know, and don't pay the premium up front uh, because, you know, they'll charge you interest if you pay it every month. Don't install an alarm and don't use the alarm and don't don't claim multi-policy discounts. Now, this is all based on a survey done by People Insurance where they found that only half of people were prepared to shop around to get better value. Only half. What are we doing to ourselves? Uh, only a third of people... Uh, said that they wouldn't claim for minor damage and only a third of people said that they would install an alarm if it meant getting cheaper insurance. So people are not prepared to go that little bit to make it cheaper for them for themselves. So the insurance companies, you know, because it's risk-weighted uh, and you're assessed and in terms of, you know, the, 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 the risk that that house, home has of, of, of a claim, they'll charge you more if you don't do these things. So, you know, you've got to shop around. you you upgrade your locks, install an alarm, do all these things, claim multi-policy discounts. Don't make it easy for the insurance companies to make big, fat profits. I suspect, though, many people get a little bit intimidated by the form filling that's required to make a change. Yeah, it's not that difficult. You can, do, you know, you can get a broker to do it for you. You don't have to do anything. Just, just don't accept that letter you get in the post or email that says your insurance uh, renewal is up and we're going to charge you an extra, as someone said today, another €180 Euros on what it was last year. It shouldn't be going up to that extent. A listener, though, says shopping around won't prevent the price fixing amongst the insurance cartels. Well, you know, that was looked at. I mean, there's been various... The EU did, did investigations into insurance in this country. The Consumer and Competition Commission looked at it. Um, it's a small market. There's a small number of players. Thankfully, there's a new insurance company coming in uh, in the next while, uh, a South African company uh, outsurance their costs and they might provide a bit of competition. But it is a small market. You know, the, the variations aren't great. But look, if you can save 200 euros, uh, I think that's a blinking good saving. 
Well, actually, there's a listener here, and this isn't in relation to home insurance, but it says, in my last motor insurance renewal, I took two hours, I went through all the website, I managed to reduce my premium from €650 to €400 by changing company. It's a no-brainer. That's a good use of two hours, that if you manage to reduce the price by €250. Usually satisfying as well, Matt, if you you think, you know, they're not getting one over me me this year, I'm I'm actually getting one over them. Lorraine Dundalk says, I've just been shopping online for my husband's car insurance, and got quotes varying from 460 euro to 988 madness but would you necessarily always take the cheapest quote not necessarily look at what they're what's in it and and, and go through it with them on the phone if you need to it's, but i mean it is pick a number sometimes but you know if if you're satisfied you've a certain uh, set number of things you need in the policy you maybe breakdown covers important to you windscreen uh, breakage that kind of thing um, you know, if those things are there, it, it should cover you and, you know, choose third-party comprehensive, whatever it is. Okay. If you have a financial complaint, how good is the ombudsman for sorting it out for you? Not not good at the minute, Matt, because um, I had a report there on uh, Monday morning where a lot of people who would help consumers to put a, a complaint through the ombudsman are saying it's not fit for purpose. Now, the ombudsman service is a free service, it makes legally binding decisions if you, if your complaint is upheld and it's in your favour, it's a legally binding decision. Awards of up to €500,000 can be made and it's an alternative to the expense and the dragged out nature of going to court. The idea is here, if, you know, if you, you, you've been done wrong by a finance company, a bank or insurance, they're generally banks actually, a lot of insurance complaints as well. You take a complaint to the ombudsman, but the problem, Matt, is it's taken up to five years. I am not kidding here. Up to five years to have a complaint from start to finish. Um, Who you know, can afford to wait five years? If you're going to make a complaint, it implies that you're seriously out of pocket, that it's money that you can't afford to be without. But if it takes five years to go through the system, isn't that utterly weighted on the part in behalf of the wealthy company that can afford to see whatever happens at the end of five years if the complainant can wait that long. Exactly, Matt. This this kind of messing just favours the, the, the financial service providers. They lawyer up, they delay this, the, 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 the whole thing, and you lose out. And I have had so many emails after this piece was published from people with complaints about pensions. People who are retired, who reckon that they've lost out heavily in terms of... a pension that they thought they would get, they were supposed to get, they're, they're adamant that they should get and it's taking years for these complaints to go through the system. Now to be fair to the Ombudsman's Office, they're saying they're understaffed um, but they have got permission to hire more people that it ain't easy to hire the kind of people they need and they're saying look most of the complaints that they would deal with are fairly standard and they can get through them in, in a year but the complex ones, particularly the pension related ones they're taking ages. Like I, I saw a letter that the ombudsman sent out to a person who put in a complaint two years ago. They're now being told it'll be another 12 to 15 months before an adjudication officer is, is appointed and it'll be another 12 to 18 months before a preliminary decision is issued. That's five years in total. That's just too long. I mean, a system like that just doesn't work and it just favours, as you say, it favours the financial service providers. Uh, so that's going to have to have a big shake-up to sort it out. OK, we're getting lots of messages coming in. A lot of them are to do with motor insurance, although we did focus on home insurance. Uh, this one says, My daughter's second insurance renewal came in at €400 Euro dearer this year, 1500 up to 1900 She's waiting for a test date, but other than that, nothing else has changed. The car is a 06 Micra. Sometimes you get punished, don't you, for having an old car. Well, insurance, I, even to pay, you know, if you don't have a full license as well. Look, I'm not, I'm not even being cynical here, Matt. It's a bit of a P 
pick a number situation, they will try and get away with what they will get away. They know that a certain number of people will just pony up, won't question it, think that they're lucky to get insurance, particularly if they're a younger person, because not everybody, not every insurer wants to insure younger people. Another listener says, I always shop around, but it's a chore. The amount on the list you need to go through is tiresome, and they will always try and reduce your cover, either by 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 increasing the excess or reducing the overall cover. A financial form of shrinkflation. Yeah, that's it exactly, Matt. Look at what can we do here? The system is not great. It doesn't favour the consumer. We have weak consumer protections in this country, but you've got to do the work unless you want to get ripped off. They will just... They will make easy money if we don't put a bit of effort in. So don't allow them to do it. Another one says, I install alarms for a living and have personally been assigned to calls where the insurance company deemed house insurance null and void after a break-in due to the house alarm not being armed. For the sake of 50 or 100 euro, I don't put my own alarm on my insurance. That's a big problem. People have alarms, have them installed, but because there's maybe members of the family coming in in and out late at night or opening windows, they don't put the thing on. And yeah, that 10% discount you got then because you have an alarm is no use because the claim is invalidated. So you need to be very careful about that. Insurance companies are very good at, at, at denying claims. And that's, where, that's, that's some of the big disputes that end up in the ombudsman's uh, uh, so you're better off actually paying a little bit extra in if case you're not going to use it. in case your alarm is, hasn't been set properly. It's no good just putting it on if you're away out for the weekend or if you're away on holidays. It needs to be on at night as well, you know. Or even during the day if somebody goes out for an hour. Exactly, and particularly during the day. I mean, that's when most break-ins happen. They're opportunistic. They happen in when people go out to pick up kids from school or whatever, you know. So, yeah, you need to be putting it on. You need to be disciplined about that. Although more people are working from home these days, so it's supposed to be bad for the burglars. If there You'd are people hope so, at home. Matt. You would hope so. All right, Charlie Weston, we're going to have to leave it there. Personal finance editor of the Irish Independent. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.